to me. I'm pretty excited because um, our first service in uh, the month of February, I believe it's February 4th, we are launching, um, Pastor Daniel is launching his very first book. It's called Holy Spirit, Your Partnership with Him. That's a very exciting thing. Y'all excited about it? Are you? I have to say, I already have a copy. Um, But I've actually, I've had a copy for months, like months and months and months. I read it every day. Um, for real, you guys? Are you guys for real right now? Are you with me? Yes. Okay, all right. I don't read it every day. Um, I thought you would hear that in my voice, but, um, but apparently you didn't. So we're going to have to do a little better today. So we're going to roll, all right? We're going to get rolling. We're going to do this. Shake it out, whatever you came in with that's like sitting heavy because you got to shake it out today. Um, but I can tell you that I've read it a few times um, and it is absolutely spectacular. And I have a hard copy, the only one that exists I have. Um, right. Oh, you got one too? Okay. Two, there are two hard copies that are here right now. The rest are at the printer. Um, So we have, we each have a hard copy of the book. um, And uh, and we'll sell it to the highest bidder today. So um, y'all are warming up. You're getting there. My jokes will get better as we go too, okay? But I'm getting there. Um, I'm a little out of practice. It's been two weeks, three weeks. It's been three weeks. So anyway, um, Super excited about what God has for us today, Um, but look forward for Pastor Daniel's book coming uh, February the 4th. Um, Super pumped. Also, um, I would not be a a good pastor if there weren't some things that I brought to you every now and then that were uncomfortable. So I just want to preface what I'm about to say with that, all right? So you guys good? Do you love me? Even though you're not laughing at my jokes today, do you love me? Okay. Well, I love you too. So I want to give you a challenge today, okay? Um, when you come to church, I know that there are certain times when you just can't avoid leaving early. It's just the way it is. I get it. I'm glad you're here for as much time as you can be here for. But I want to challenge you that when you come to church, try to block the time to stay the entire time. And I think that sometimes when we, when we duck out, maybe the, ser- the sermon is over and you think, well, it's kind of done. I don't really want to put a limit on God and say before he gives us the permission to dismiss that he's done speaking to us. Amen? And so I believe that there are things that can happen that God needs to get to us from the time we start until the time, and I say this on purpose, until the time that he gives us permission to finish, to leave, amen? He says, all right, I'm done with the assembly today. I'm gonna go speak to him individually now, right? And that's how God works. And so while we're in the assembly, let's all stay hooked up in the assembly till we're done, amen? Praise God. Still love me enough to listen to the word today? Amen, amen. Genesis chapter two, verse four says this. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. And in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown, 
For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth. I want you to remember this part. The Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth. And there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and it watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. Let's pray and ask Holy Spirit to speak to us today. Father God, we thank you once again for this amazing day that you have made for us. God, we ask you today that you bring truth to us through Holy Spirit. Reveal truth to us through the teacher. We give you honor and we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is a very interesting passage right here in Genesis chapter 2. And right when it starts, it says that the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth because there was no man to till the ground. Now, we're going to just touch on that today, but I want it to stir in you um, because there's, and I'm just going to give you a little preview. There's a series that we're doing in the month of April of, of this year called The Garden. And this is going to be a central piece of what we talk about then. So I want it to stir in your heart, and we're building to that. Um, I can't preach that message today, and it's actually like six of them. So I said we're going to stay till the end. Um, I'm going to preach about six or seven messages. Um, we'll be here till probably 10 or 11 tonight. So um, bunker down. Um, we'll go grab your DoorDash and shifts, and um, that way you won't miss too much of the service. I'm kidding, you guys. I'm kidding. All right. But the Lord God, it says he was, that, that he caused it, he had not caused it to rain on the earth because there was no man to till the ground, but a mist went up from the earth and it watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed a man out of the dust of the ground and he breathed, say he breathed. He breathed, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, say breath of life. Say, he breathed the breath of life. Again, he breathed the breath of life. God created us unique. He literally created us from the earth for the earth. God created us from the earth for the earth. But he gave us his breath. So he created us from the earth for the earth, but he knew that just creating us from the earth for the earth wasn't enough because he needed his glory to also fill the earth. And if his glory was going to fill the earth, but he created us for the earth, then he had to give us a piece of him. And so he breathed into us his breath, the breath of life. He gave us a piece of him his intellect. He gave us his authority. And he didn't do this because we were a heavenly being or a celestial being. God gave us this because he needed the earth to be filled with his glory. When you think about our, our breath, breath is involuntary. 
If you had to remember to breathe, you would probably forget to breathe. How many of you have to set a reminder on your phone for everything that happens in your life? Everything. If it's not my phone, I'm going to forget. Does your phone ever remind you to breathe? It does. Yeah, it does. You get that little notification. It's time to breathe. I think I've been doing it this whole time. Um, But... I don't know. Maybe I haven't, so maybe I needed to sit down and and breathe for a minute. I think the idea is, hey, why don't you just calm down for a minute and breathe? Why don't you just chill for a second? I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but maybe you just need to chill and breathe for a minute. Breath is involuntary. It's just something we do. We don't choose whether to breathe or not to breathe. We, We just breathe. It's natural. Our natural place to live is where we were created and to fill the earth with the breath of life or the breath of God. That's our natural place. That's our origin story. Is to subdue and fill the earth with the breath of God. In fact, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, all scripture is God-breathed. So not only were you created with the breath of God, but all scripture is also God-breathed. John 1.1, it tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in verse 14 of John chapter 1, it says, the Word of God, it became flesh, and it dwelt among us, Jesus being the Word of God. And if we look back at 2 Timothy, it says that the Word of God, or all Scripture, is God-breathed. If the Word of God was God-breathed, then Jesus is the Word Word of God in this earth, then Jesus walked this earth full of the breath of God and began to fill the earth with the glory of God. But wasn't that our job in the garden? God gave us his breath. Wasn't that our job? See, but, but we fell away from our purpose because we allowed sin to enter in and we started breathing a different air. We weren't breathing the breath of God anymore. We started breathing a different air. We started filling the earth with a different air. It was a different space. It was a different atmosphere. It was away from our origin and away from our intent. And we started breathing the breath of this world. We started breathing the breath of despair. And we started breathing the breath of separation. And and all of the things that came with the curse With Adam and with Eve, and we started breathing that air instead of the breath of God. And so God had to introduce the word into the earth so that the word could come and teach us how to breathe again. We had to learn how to breathe again. We had to get back to our roots or get back to our origin. It's interesting when we think about our reaction or our panic when we can't breathe. Have you ever had a moment where you can't breathe? Maybe you're drowning, you're underwater, you're drowning, or you feel like you're drowning, and you can't breathe, and your arms just start going like crazy, and your legs start kicking, and I got to get to the top, and you're like, when you can finally breathe. Have you ever started choking on something, and you can't breathe? Right? 
It's like I don't, maybe you ate something and it went down wrong and you can't breathe and you're coughing and you're gasping for any air that you can find and you start to panic, you start to sweat, your face turns red because you just got to breathe. I just need to breathe. How many times have we used the, the words to describe how we're feeling to say, I just feel like I'm drowning right now. I need to breathe. I need to breathe. I just feel like all these things are coming in. In fact, even the Bible uses the words um, when the enemy comes in and comes for the word of God, that it comes in and it chokes out the word because we can't breathe. Because we're not breathing the breath that we were designed to breathe. We aren't breathing the air of God. It's an involuntary action when we can't breathe and we gasp for, uh, for air and we do whatever it takes in order to get it. Whatever it takes, we do in order to get air. Church, I believe that we're in a time in history that the world is again experiencing a drowning. It's experiencing a choking. See, for years and years, we thought we didn't need the life of God and look where it got us. And now the, word, the world is gasping for air. They're gasping to do anything that they can do to get back to the place where we can just breathe again. We thought we didn't need the life of God, but it's against our origin to go on without the life of God. In fact, it's the very breath that we breathe in Proverbs chapter four, verse 20 through 22, it says this. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes, but keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep the word in the forefront. Why? Because it is life to those who find it. And it is health to all of their flesh. It's life to your spirit and health to your body. This is the breath of God that we were designed to have. We're stepping into a time where the church of Jesus Christ, and I believe I'm speaking prophetically today, that we're stepping into a time where the church of Jesus is rising up and giving attention to the word of God. See, we are the we are the ones that are filling the earth or designed or called to fill the earth with the glory and the breath of God. And so we're stepping into a time where we're giving attention to the word of God and we're exalting Jesus, the word, and remembering our origin. God's people are returning to their origin and the earth is being filled with the breath of the living God. God gave me this phrase Coming into 2024, I'm wearing it on my shirt today. We have these shirts available on the website, or you can order them out there somehow. I don't know how it works, um, but get them. It says, my origin is divine. My origin is divine. God gave me that phrase, my origin is divine, because I may be walking around in my natural body, but my origin is divine. My breath, it came from my creator. My mouth is filled with his words, not mine. 
And the Savior said this. He said, whatever things I bind on earth will be bound in heaven. He said, whatever things I loose on earth will be loose in heaven. That's my origin. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. It's filling the earth with the glory and the power of the living God. So as I learned to walk and talk and act and love the way that my Savior loves, I'm really just going back to my origin because that's what I was put on this earth to do is to go from, and I'm gonna introduce a word to you. I was put on this earth to go from glory to glory. From glory to glory. See, a lot of times as the church and just in our daily lives, we're going from the pit to glory. We're going from despair to glory. We're going from broken to glory. And yeah, you have to do that once, but that wasn't the design. The design was not for you to go from the pit to glory to the pit to glory to broken to glory. Your, your origin was to go from glory to glory to glory to glory. I want to talk about this word glory. Because glory means a magnificence and beauty of God. We were designed to experience the magnificence and the beauty of God in our daily lives. It's, it's no accident that when Holy Spirit was introduced to us on the day of Pentecost, he came in like a wind, like the breath of God. He came in like a wind. It was like a reintroduction to the breath that we were supposed to always have. He came in as the wind or as the breath of God and it said he filled the entire room where they were at. The purpose of God's breath was to fill the earth with his glory, with his magnificence and with his beauty. And we do this by living according to the spirit. I wanna show it to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7. Look that up on your phone or something. I'm going to grab this. I'm going to have to yell in a minute, I feel like, and I don't. I had to get a little bit of a lubricant in my throat. This is delicious, you guys. It's absolutely delicious. I have no idea what's in this stuff. It's peak. It's fantastic. They tell me it's healthy. I don't know if it is or not. I just drink it. Makes me run through walls. It's awesome. I don't know. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse seven. It says, but if the ministry of death, the law, the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones was glorious. Now I want you to get the, the feel and the vibe of what Paul's writing in here. He says, if the law was glorious so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious. So we see in the Old Testament that the glory of God was present. 
In fact, many times the glory of God was so present, the magnificence of God was so present that when they looked on the glory of God, they couldn't stand in that presence. But he says that glory was a glory that was passing away. And if that glory was so powerful, but it was passing away, how much greater is the glory that we experience now according to the Spirit of God? It says, for if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. See, this is where it differs from Moses. And we were talking about boldness earlier during worship He said, we use such boldness of speech, unlike Moses, because Moses put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded, for until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. You see what he's saying here? He's saying that Moses had a veil where we couldn't see the full glory and power of God. And that veil is still present if you want to live under law. Had been originated by the Creator, then we're shortchanging our purpose and we're living a life below the standard that you were put on this earth to exhibit. We were created by the living God. And so when I call on Jesus, I take back the breath that I was originally designed to have. I call on Jesus and I take back the breath that I was designed to have. Colossians chapter one, verse 24. It says, and now I rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the affliction of Christ, for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I become minister according to the stewardship from God that was given from me to, for you to fulfill the word of God, the mystery that has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to the saints. And this is the mystery that has been revealed to us. It says, to them... To the saints, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. See, that's, that's the mystery. That's the thing that we've forgotten. That's the thing that we lost whenever we lost the breath of God and sin separated us and we had a veil put over our face and we were, we were separated from a holy God. We lost the breath in our lungs, the hope of glory. Christ in us brings us back to that place where we understand the hope of glory, the magnificence and the beauty 
of God that's meant to fill this earth. So how do we walk in the glory that we were intended to walk in? Philippians chapter two, verse five. It says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation. Say no reputation. No reputation. Say it again like you mean it and everybody say it. No reputation. He made himself of no reputation. Some of us hang on to that reputation. Some of us try to shed the reputation, right? Maybe you've gotten a reputation that was bad. Maybe you live on that reputation and that reputation carries you. Maybe you gotta grab that reputation from somebody you know or one of your family members and you're just riding on the coattails of their reputation. See, Jesus did none of that. He made himself of no reputation. He said, it's not about me and it's not about my reputation. It says, he took the form of a bondservant. He came in the likeness of men and he was found in, the, in appearance as a man and he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee would bow of those in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The way that Jesus was exalted is he made himself of no reputation, and he said, it's not about my reputation, it's about his and so my reputation doesn't matter. It's all about him 100%. It's all about the Father. It's all about God. And God exalted him. It says he humbled himself and he was obedient. He humbled himself and he was obedient. If you wanna know the formula to being elevated in life, humble yourself and be obedient. As we humble ourselves and we're obedient, God exalted Jesus. See, he said, I don't need to breathe my air. My air is irrelevant. I don't need to breathe my breath because I was given a breath that's far superior. I've been given a breath that was my origin. That's God's breath. It's the breath of life. See, my breath only breathes death. My breath only creates death, but God's breath in my lungs creates life everywhere I go. And if I'm creating life in these places, then I can speak to places. We sang the song, speak to the mountain this morning. I speak to the mountains and they have to move. Why do they have to move? Because it's not my breath. I didn't create the mountain. As long as I'm speaking to it out of me and out of myself, out of this world's authority, then I have nothing. But, <laughs> excuse me, as I'm breathing and I'm speaking the breath of God, then they have to obey because they know who they were created by. Amen. They were created by God. If they were created by God and God says, move, well, I'm not my own anyway. I was created by God and so I have to move. Amen? Amen. We have that authority because he gave it to us. We make ourselves of no reputation because it's not about me. In order to fill the earth with the glory of God, we have to make our life about him and not us. No reputation. Jesus cast aside his reputation as God the Son. And he made himself of no reputation by taking in humility and humanity. 
And it was his obedience, not his deity, that exalted him to position as king. I want to say that again. It was his obedience, not his deity. He made himself of no risk. He could have come in and said, you're going to exalt me because I'm God. But he made himself of no reputation. It was his obedience, not his deity, that exalted him. And when he was exalted to the position of king, then he gave that formula to us. And it's your obedience that unlocks the power of God to exalt us to the positions that we were made to inhabit. It's our obedience. It's our obedience. Sometimes we say, well, I can't, I can't get there. Jesus got there because he was God. It wasn't, it wasn't the fact that he was God. He made himself of no reputation. But when he humbled himself to take on humanity, it was his obedience that exalted him. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. That's our origin. That's our origin. Many times in the Bible, and I'm going to touch on this as I close. Many times in the Bible, glory is shown in the example of clouds and rain. Glory is shown in the example of clouds and, and rain. And if we know about clouds, I know you heard the little song or whatever when you were in elementary school. I don't even think I remember it. I shouldn't have brought it up. Um, do you ever start something and you're like, oh, I don't know that I can finish this. Um, and then it just gets bad. But there's a song that talks about the cycle of water, right? It's like precipitation, condensation, precipitation, run off or whatever. I don't know. Who's in elementary school right now? Nobody in here. They're all in Word of Life kids. They could sing it, I guarantee you. My kids would come home singing that song, talking about the cycle of water. I told you it was going to get bad. <laughs> Clouds form. This is the gist of it, all right? If, you're, uh, if you know different... Let's just wait till after service to correct me. Clouds form from water molecules mixed with an invisible gas, according to Google. The moisture in the clouds bring rain on the earth, which accumulates in, in rivers, streams, lakes, and all of these things run into the ocean, right? The bodies of water, they evaporate, causing water molecules in the atmosphere, creating clouds. It's a cycle, right? It's a cycle. As the cycle is happening, it continues to water the earth, which takes us back to our point in Genesis that God caused it to not rain on the earth until there was somebody to tend the earth, to have dominion in the earth, and to subdue the earth. I just want to get you thinking today. Jesus said this. He said, out of our bellies would flow rivers of living water. Out of our belly would flow rivers of living water. Now, the context in which he said that was during a feast, it was called the Great Feast, or it was also the Feast of Tabernacles. And in the Feast of Tabernacles, that's when they were celebrating the provision of God. The provision of God. And when Jesus said these words during the Feast of Tabernacles, he was saying, 
you can have provision, but what I want to tell you is that out of you is provision for the whole earth. Because out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Provision for the whole earth. How? Because as that river flows, then evaporation causes it to go into the atmosphere, which forms a cloud. And the cloud begins to form and it brings rain on the earth. And then we begin to tend the earth because we're here in our origin and in our purpose. And we tend the earth and it begins to grow. But in the meantime, out of us is still flowing more rivers of living water, which is evaporating into the atmosphere and creating a cloud of glory all over the earth. And then the Holy Spirit begins to rain down. You see the picture? The Holy Spirit begins to rain down and water the earth. And then there's supernatural growth in the earth while out of us is flowing a river of living water which is evaporating into the the atmosphere and creating a cloud of the glory of God and filling the earth with the glory of God. And it's turning into the rain of Holy Spirit that's raining down on the earth and it's replenishing the earth and it's growing the earth. What if our prayer should not be Holy Spirit rain down on us. It should be flow out of me. Flow out of me. Holy Spirit flow out of me because that's what I was created to do. But the only way that I can do it is if I tap into the breath of God. The breath of God. Holy Spirit flow out of me. Maybe the earth isn't filled with the glory of God not because We need the reign of the Holy Spirit, but we need the church to be the river. It originates in us. Increased glory was a byproduct of us allowing the power of God to flow out of us. And the more we walk in our purpose, the more his glory is raining down. In the garden, we said that God didn't send the rain until there was someone to tend to the growth. Maybe we haven't experienced the rain because we're not filled with his breath and we're not allowing the flow of his glory. Next week, we're gonna wrap up our series on origin story. We're gonna talk about God's original plan for us to grow and subdue the earth. We're gonna sing a song. It's an older song. And I have to say this, that I kind of stopped singing this song because there's a line in it just to be honest, I I didn't love. And here's why. It says, I'm desperate for you. I'm desperate for you. And to me, that carries an idea that God, I just want to be with you so bad. And I mean, sure, that's that's a great thing, God. 
God, I just want you so bad. God, I'm, I'm desperate to be with you. But the reality is we are. We are with him. We don't have to beg him. We are with him. We don't have to be blowing him up. God, please come over. Please come over. God, please come here. God, please be with us. God, please pour out on us. God. And so I've been off on this song probably for like a decade. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's kind of old. But as I was preparing this message, God brought this song back to my spirit. I don't know what the, what the writer of this song intended. I don't know who the writer is. And I'm not trying to talk smack about them if I disagree with their premise. I, that's not what I do. But here's a revelation that I got and I want us to have this mind as we sing, I'm desperate for you today. God, I've gotten away from your breath and I'm desperate to breathe. I'm desperate to breathe. My arms are going all over the place like I'm drowning. My legs are kicking. I'm trying to get up to the surface. I'm doing the Heimlich. I'm trying to get out whatever's choking me and restricting the air in my lungs. God, I understand that I've been breathing air that is not your breath. And God, I need your breath. I'm desperate to do whatever it takes for me to get your breath in my lungs. And I can tell you what it takes commitment to his word. He sent his word to give us back his breath. So the song says, this is the air I breathe. This is my daily bread. And I'm desperate for you. It's very simple. This is the air I breathe, your holy presence living in me. This is my daily bread, your very words spoken to me. And God, I'm desperate for you. I'm desperate for you. We're gonna sing together collectively and we're gonna cry out to God and we're gonna come 